Hey there, superstars. His name is Aaron, and he had two bowls of Fruit Loops for breakfast this morning. His name's Tommy, and he does what Nintendo don't. And you're listening to the Super Pot Saga. That's right. You are listening to the one and only Super Pod Saga of all the podcasts on the internet. This is one of them. And uh, this is the show where, where Aaron and I, one of us brings a different video game topic to the table every week. And we bring on a guest that we found on the streets and we discuss it. <laughs> we can bribe him with a uh, sausage McMuffin. Oh, yes. That gets a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> our our uh, special guest today is Mr. Ryan from the List Off podcast. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how you guys doing? Um, I'm a sucker for sausage McMuffins, so I knew it. Uh, that's <laughs> easy enough to get me on the show for sure. Too sure. easy. <laughs> yeah, it was almost too easy. <laughs> we didn't even say anything. We just held it out and you came. It's. I'm telling you, I could smell them from a mile away. <laughs> um, Ryan, why don't you tell the listeners at home a little about the list off podcast and what video games you like so that everyone can properly judge you yeah no people, people can definitely judge me uh it's very easy based on the games i like uh one of my top favorite games of all time is probably the last of us part two and then immediately Ooh. people either like me or don't just by me saying that so uh, i'm curious what side the listeners fall on but uh yeah the list off podcast we've been around for about three years we used to do top nice. 10 lists of different video gaming topics sure. and um, we have a healthy backlog of episodes there, but we got a little tired of that format, uh, mm. feeling forced to come up with new lists and then kind of having to fit that list. And so we're a little more free form now. We talk about gaming and pop culture news on a weekly basis. And um, we also have a side series on YouTube that I'm doing called Weehaw, where I document my uh adventures and building a collection for the nintendo wii oh that's fun that's a good name too that's cool yeah i was so surprised it wasn't taken when I, like how did nobody <laughs> come up with wii huh the wii's been around for like 20 years nobody thought of this you were the first um where where can people find the podcast and on social media and also to listen to yeah so we're available on anywhere you listen to your podcast just list off podcast uh, with brian and ryan and uh, we're on all social media as well list off podcast we're on twitter uh, i think as list off underscore podcast and instagram as list off podcast i guess it's not twitter anymore right we're <laughs> i on... always i always question whether to make that joke or not <laughs> i it's actually something i didn't even consider till now uh, i guess we are on x, x. as list off underscore podcast i know right I know. Oh man, that just feels it feels dirty. It feels nasty. I hate it. it does. I hate it. It's I, not good. I do too. Um, where where can people find us on the internet, Aaron? If they want more Super Pod Saga juicy goodness, if they want some uh, some scrum diddlyumptious Super Pod Saga content, they can go uh, to superpodsaga.com. Available at all major retailers, mm -hmm. uh, but not uh, yeah, superpodsaga.com. All yes. of our episodes, our blog uh our 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 support page which has our patreon if you enjoy patreon, the show money you want to give us money um nom, 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 nom. yep and then and then yeah super pod saga uh no no on our socials too sorry holy shit i need to drink more of this drink um our socials are on there there's no x logo yet unfortunately elon oh is but, there really uh, not that's funny no no it's still the the bird 
That's going to confuse people. They're going to be like, where's the X? I want to follow them on X. Where the fuck does this bird go? <laughs> what is this what bird? Is this? Yeah, it's like Twitter never existed for like well over a decade. <laughs> it's like that episode of uh, Nathan for you where he's like, what this means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're, we're here to talk about video games, right? Right, guys? You guys like video games? I'm here for what? sausage McMuffins. Oh shoot, that's right. There's there's more to this than just the McMuffin. Top ten sausage McMuffins. Number one McDonald's. This one, this one in my hand. <laughs> <This one. laughs> Let's oh, man. Shit. Oh, okay, okay. Um yeah, video games is why I thought we were here. So if everyone can just kind of rack their brains for some some video games, that would be cool. We're gonna talk about Perfect. the best wait, genre mixes. Wait. What? The Discord stuff. We're going to talk about video games later, but first, (laughs) (laughs) we have our our one and only very special Let's Ask the Discord Stuff segment. Yeah. And and what we asked them was, uh, we went to our Discord, which is the Superpod Saga Discord, which you can join and take part in. Uh, We asked, what are some of your favorite examples of genre mixes? Any games that mix two or more genres together? And I guess I'm starting. Uh, by the way, Tommy, your your voice is just so sultry with this new mic. I never noticed Thank that. It's, you. it's great. Thank you. Um, I hope the people appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Uh, audience, please please leave comments about how how turned on you are by listening to Tommy's voice <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So so the first one, uh, Chris A and C on novel console, of course. Battle Chef Brigade. It's a three or it's a match three game meets a beat 'em up meets Chopped. I've played that game and I love it. That is that is a good one. Chopped. The chopped part is what really makes it for me. I yeah, because like, oh, I never knew this about you. I've never loved you more than I do now. I love. <laughs> I live for finally, Chopped. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Um, uh, real Dave Jackson said Yoku's Island Express. Pinball meets Metroidvania. Love it. Yeah, boy, I'm a big advocate of Yoku's Island Express. I love pick. that game. Yeah, yeah I played the pick. demo and I enjoyed it. Uh, next one, Deadbeat Punk Borderlands, a hybrid between dungeon crawler looter and first person shooter. Yep. Yeah, boy. That was like one. the granddaddy of shlooters. Shlooter. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Schluter. My oh, co-host okay. is a big fan of the series. I played a little bit. I never really got into it. I think I missed it when it was like the hot thing, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Hochum or Hochum, still got to ask how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> said, I like card games when they are integrated well into games with Ooh. purpose. There are a lot of roguelike card games, but Inscription was probably my favorite card-related oh, nice. game because of how tied into the narrative it was. I can tell exactly why he is a listener to this podcast. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Inscription's oh, man. great. Absolutely. Inscription is so fucking cool. Um, did you ever beat it, Aaron? Yeah, I, I well, maybe, I, I think, because I, I beat I beat Leshy, and then now I'm in that, like, like Game Boy-esque, you like... Okay. You, you haven't beat it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, no, I'll, I'll get no, to it. You, Sorry. There, you haven't experienced anything. <laughs> it's, a, it's a memorable... Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you beat it, it's very memorable. I'll yeah, you would that. know. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> Especially you, you specifically. There's there's something in there that, like, I've been waiting years for you to experience. <laughs> years? Um, okay, okay. Yeah. 
he also said there's a new game coming out called Moonstone Island that is a mix of creature combat, card games, farming, which was fun in the demo. And he also said, I like farming, crafting, build up your farm or whatever games, but they are beyond oversaturated at the moment. Stardew, Sunhaven, Graveyard Keeper are really nice. Nice. We're meaning to play Graveyard Keeper because that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could never get into Stardew, though, but that's, that's on me. I'm the same. Everybody's like, oh, Stardew is such a good game, and I have just couldn't, couldn't do it. It stresses me out more than anything, honestly. I, I hate having to decide what to do on my farm because I just panic about crops growing, and if I'm doing oh, the right things, God. talking to the right people, I it's it's a stress game for me. Yeah, I could see that. I have that with Animal Crossing. People are like, Animal <laughs> Crossing is so relaxing. It's like it's the most like chilled-out game there is, but like I get so fucking yeah. like over uh man uh what the f- what's the word i'm looking for not over fucking um let's just say yeah overwhelmed when when that first came out your messages of all the stuff you were getting you're like i gotta complete the set i can't just have one of these i have to have all of these right? <laughs> or you like miss a day and then you're like yeah. oh my god there's gonna be so many weeds i have to pull dude yes all this fucking fruit that I need to shake out of trees, all the yes. fossils I gotta dig up, all yes. the gifts that these motherfuckers and you're in need constant are constantly debt, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the worst, worst part. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's just a big stress simulator, honestly. Uh, uh, then yeah, um, sorry, I forgot. Lightning you. quick, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, lightning quick, Jared, uh, who's from Playlong Podcast, by the way, he says, "Creature in the Well, pinball mixed with dungeon crawler hack and slash puzzle game." And he posted that, a GIF, which is super cool because it shows it. And it, it does look like a, a really cool game idea. I need that it. Sounds I'm, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Chan Chan said, Dave the Diver. It's like water exploration, hunting sharks and tuna with weapons during the day. And at night, it's a cooking simulator. The game is super dope. It sounds fucking awesome. I need this game cool. too. <laughs> um, Bach? Or his name was it was Bach Wheel, but he changed it for the uh, the roundtable discussion. But uh, uh, Peach Leaf Pirates is a really good farming sim with RPG type quests and combat similar to Stardew Valley. I've never heard of it, but it sounds cool. I mean, pirates are your cool. pirates. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pizza Dinosaur said this might be a basic bitch answer, but Mega Man <laughs> that was so different at the time because it married the run and gun with the platformer. Yes, all run and gun games have a degree of platforming to them, but the focus in Contra and Metal Slug is clearly shooting. Mega Man equally balances both. Honestly, I still think it's pretty novel. That's a damn I, good answer. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before, but that's true. Mm-hmm. It requires a lot of, definitely a lot of like memorization of of enemy attack patterns and like. Uh, the level as well. There's a lot of really fucking difficult levels that you need to have like precise jumps and, and yeah. strategically yeah. take out enemies. You got to, Mega Man did a unique thing too, where you could like pick the order you play it in. You know, I don't know yeah, if that's a yeah, genre, that but it was like the first game to that that's I cool remember mechanic. that really did that. Yeah. Yes, that is awesome. And then uh, Distorted Rules, the last one. He says, as you know, I love the Parasite Eve one game. The mix nice. of horror and RPG and a unique combat style is phenomenal. Also a huge fan of Destiny slash Borderlands series, yeah. a looter shooter genre. Sorry, Schluter Thank has you. mixed two game styles I really enjoy, RPG and FPS. We definitely agree. Yeah, we do. Good picks. Good picks, everyone. Yeah, good pick with Yay. Curse Eve there, too. Yeah. If, uh, Did you guys hear that? Yeah, yes. yeah I heard that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you want to tell us about games that you like, you should join the Discord, too. 
Yep. You just go to superpodsaga.com and it's right there on the top right with it's our right socials. There. You see the Discord icon. It's, it's so right easy. there. Yeah, do You're it. so blind. Just, just do it. Click it. <laughs> Don't just worry about terms and conditions or any of that. Just do it. Yeah. Superpod Saga will never will never push you through T's and C's ever. We're not about that. No. Um, but let's get to the main event. The The reason people are listening right now is, is to hear our beautiful voices talk about video games that we like. Genre mixes. Um, I guess I guess I'll just get it started off. Yeah. Yep. And th- okay, this is uh, where this is where I would uh, cut in that one saliva song where it's like, "Boom! Do you want it? Boom! Do you oh, need yeah. it?" <laughs> <laughs> that was that was on a Tiger Woods game back in the day, which what did the not. F- <laughs> yeah. That's the most anti-saliva <laughs> game ever. <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> I can picture like the the intro being cut with like all these yes, cool yes. cuts it to it I need like to right find with that. the cue of the music yep. and yeah as you're hitting the ball oh yeah, yes boom do you want it it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's like mid forties dudes thwacking balls <laughs> right? barely yeah. all you hear is like birds chirping while you're on the actual you know course playing yeah, the game yeah. but yeah oh that was good um I'm gonna start with a a game that everyone else already said to get it out of the way okay um Borderlands yeah. Borderlands, especially back when it came out, was really unique in the the whole open world first person shooter looting thing, because no one as far as I'm aware hadn't really done that yet or done it as well as fun as Borderlands made it. Like I had that on my laptop back in the day and uh, just just getting new guns all the time because there was a million guns with different abilities and different things. It, it just like was such a fun playground to explore. Like I remember my favorite gun, whenever I would reload it, my guy would just chuck it and it would heat seek to the enemy and blow up like a <laughs> grenade. And I'm like, who comes up with that? Like every other game at the time was just military guns that do military gun things. And here it was like, you're going to have so much fun. Just go and do whatever you want and have fun with it. And they, they yeah. very quickly evolved over the years too. like borderlands still, or oh, fuck, sorry, borderlands two is still like the best in the series with how just how much mm-hmm. you can do in that game. They added like what two new characters beyond like the the normal four and then the skill trees are just fucking insane. Oh yes, yes. And then skill trees. Guns, I even forgot about that. The guns were even more insane in that too, but tell us about the skill trees, Tommy. Um I only saw that the end of one of the skill trees was called Sexual Tyrannosaurus and so I just picked <laughs> that. I didn't really explore the other ones. <laughs> who was your what what character did you pick when you first wait yeah, which character did you pick in the first game like um, the very first one if i i'm trying to remember that was so long ago we were just little babies back then was there a yeah. man with a turret yeah the commando or yeah yeah I, p- I picked the man with the turret i picked the uh the hunter who had the bird <laughs> mm. borderlands is a game it is a game. That's what I have to contribute. <laughs> yes, you were right. You were totally hey, right. Thank you. Thank you. You you absolutely should play it. Borderlands Two is on sale quite often, and I kind of want to play Borderlands Two now that we talked have, about I it. I have like the handsome collection because it went to the oh. um, PS Plus at one point. So um, there you go. I and I've done I've dived into it before with my co-host, and I played a few hours, but um. You know, it was uh, it was one of those things where like we had the best laid plans. Like, okay, we started this like campaign, and he was all mm. psyched, and I'm like, yeah, we could do it together. We could play through the whole thing co-op, and then just like never picked it back up after that That's... first night of playing. Oh, I, that man. exact same thing happened to me with the friend. I also had my brain do some weird thing where I kind of blacked out while playing it, which made me not want to play anymore. But also, like, <laughs> I it was a Holy destiny shit. friend that I was playing with, and we were like 
now let's just play destiny <laughs> nice but it was cool like like you said the depth of the weapons was something that mm-hmm. is immediately apparent like having never played a borderlands game prior to it it was like you know we'd get new weapon drops from yeah. enemies we defeated and i'd find myself sitting in the menu for like five minutes just like <laughs> yeah, okay dude. You know, which oh. one which one actually has more effective stats and yeah yeah, seeing all those green arrow. Oh my gosh, excuse me. Boy, I bet that burp was high quality for everyone. Um, I actually didn't even hear it. I heard like the last, oh. like, like the peak of it, like where you went, oop, and then started talking. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, the Just seeing all the green arrows that show all your stuff is better. That's mm-hmm. that's a good feeling. That makes my brain happy. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Speaking of happy, pocket card jockey, baby. Oh, your favorite. Yeah, it is. What, uh, what genres does this mix? Holy shit. Okay. Horse racing, <laughs> solitaire, RPG, not necessarily farm sim, but like you breed horses. Um, unfortunately, you don't stick your hands up their butts. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Wait, it's, it's cool wasted regardless. opportunity there. <laughs> I know. Hand up ass simulator. <laughs> in VR. Um, Make it in VR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With that weird like Japanese peripheral where it's like oh, a God, yeah, it's like yeah. a silicone ass Wait, or whatever. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, uh, so pocket card jockey. It's uh, uh, it was only on the 3ds eShop. Uh, now I think it's mm-hmm. on iOS. But um, it is. holy shit! Where do I even begin? Um, so so you race horses. And uh, in order to race them, you play games of solitaire, but I'll kind of like build up to each part. But um, so different horses have different stats like speed, stamina. They have different, um, I guess, abilities is what you call them. Like some horses excel at uh, being behind, like if they're behind other horses in the race, they'll get a speed boost. Or if they're in front of horses, they'll get a speed boost, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a race, your horse will, will gain XP. And of course, if they get enough XP, they level up and that'll increase their stats and they might learn a new ability. Um, but during a race, there will be different little cards on the field that you can pick up. And if you use them during solitaire, you'll, you'll get their thing. Like there's um, there's ones that have like a little carrot on them and that's your, your adds to your overall stamina throughout the race or... There's like a blue fireball that adds, it gives you like a big speed boost on the the finishing, uh, I guess like the final stretch of the race. And there's like a bunch of others, but um, yeah. So, so during the race, basically to determine how well you do in the race, you'll play a game of solitaire. And the goal is to use up all the cards in your deck because at the end, when time runs out and you still have cards in your deck, they'll, they'll affect your horse's attitude, which, which greatly affects how much stamina it uses while it's running. And of mm-hmm. course, when you get to the final stretch and you have like no stamina, your horse is just, oh. this is going to go super slow. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the, fuck, what, what else is there? There's items you can buy to make it so like, there's a pair of goggles that'll make it so you can see like the top card of your deck when you're playing solitaire or like, um, I forget what they're called. Those like little sticks that they have that they used to like smack the horse to make it run faster. A whip. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sticks. Just yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a twig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, like, what an interesting game. This is the first time yeah. hearing of it. And like, I love when games do this. They just take things that don't make any sense working together yeah. and somehow yep, find absolutely. a way to make it work. It, it's so wildly addictive. Like it's at the end of that, like when I first bought it, 
I, I played it for maybe like a couple hours straight and I felt like I needed to call uh, 1-800-BETS-OFF after that because it was <laughs> like, it, it's so tough to put down once you start. And then, so um, after like so many races, your horse will get to a certain age where it has to retire and you'll put it out on the farm. Oh my gosh, then, you, you scared me. I thought no, so you too. You, no, you <laughs> don't ever put them down. No, they, I thought, they yeah, I thought you were going to say you put it out of their misery and you're like, no, put them no, out no, no, on no, the bad. farm. I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, on the farm is, is when you like, you'll breed horses and you can like, you pick, if you pick kind of like Pokemon, you like pick the best, the ones with like the best stats or whatever. And then you breed them. crap out. Yeah. You'll crap out a baby horse with like the best stats <laughs> and best ability mixes and all that stuff. And um horses have like different appearances too like they'll have different colors or like different types of horses and shit like, like that real life yes yes um did you uh, did you mention that it was made by game freak the pokemon people i didn't no yeah what? it was made by pokemon people yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah whoa how did how have i never heard of this it's right? it's super i it was only a 3ds eShop exclusive unfortunately so there's unless you have it there's no way to get it but i'm sure you um, could apple I'm arcade sure could. if you subscribe to apple arcade on you can play it on your iPhone too. That, or you can you can emulate it probably, but probably. Yeah, don't yeah. don't don't tell Whoa. anybody I told you that. No, no, that is illegal. That's true. We don't we don't do that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So um, I don't know if I should go the super obvious route here, or if the yes. first one I mentioned should be something that uh, I don't think other people will bring up. If you if you tease the people with things that are going to come later, they'll listen longer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good tactic. Uh, so more obscure games to come. But the first <laughs> one I'm going to mention is uh, is Rocket League. Uh, Ooh, this oh, was the one yeah. that like immediately came to mind when I was like, okay, I mean, mixed genres, yeah. right? Like it's a driving sim Absolutely. slash soccer game slash like physics construct it's it's yep. a lot of fun though um i ha- played rocket league I've, i first got it when it came to switch uh yeah. and bought it so i didn't know i didn't have the best experience i wasn't getting like the full rocket league experience it's kind of a condensed version that was available on sure. the switch but uh, mm-hmm. i still had such a great time with it i don't care what the you know the surrounding area of the arena looks like like nothing about yeah. the gameplay yeah. was different right Yep. And uh, just learning the little nuances of how to like get off the line fast and, you know, how to judge the movement of the ball and getting in its way and everything. It's such a nuanced game with that physics engine and uh, the ability to get the cars to actually fly. You know, you see these clips online yep. where people are doing like the most insane stuff and then you try it and you're like, wow, I burnt through <laughs> all my fuel really, really quickly and I'm now falling back down. Um, but I think this game succeeded and is still succeeding because it nailed the feel of everything how the cars drive how the ball reacts to them um how you're able to manipulate the rockets to fly through the air everything was like so finely tuned and um it's such an interesting mix you know and it's funny that it's one of those things where once it was available it's like oh of course like of course right car soccer like why (laughs) why wouldn't somebody come up with this game and uh, it's funny it took us this long to to get it, you know. Yeah. But um, and, yeah, Rocket League. Um, I one thing that I think I've forgotten about just because I've played, I've I have like seven hundred fifty hours of Rocket League. It's it's stupid. Damn. Um, wow. I you forget how much work they put into the actual physics of the game. Like I remember when the game first came out, someone took the cars and just like drove them in a circle to show that the 
radi turn radius of each car was different based on the wheel placement. And then everyone figured out all the hitboxes were different too. Right, so right. it's it's a game that like it's not like a fighting game where you have to memorize things and try and predict people's combos. You get better at Rocket League by playing, by mm -hmm. finding a car that just feels right to you and and learning how the ball bounces off the wall and, and figuring out the corners and stuff. It's it's just so dang good. Oh yeah. So many of those like emergent gaming moments too, where, mm -hmm. you know, you make the perfect save or get that crazy goal and you're just able to clip it. And it's like that yep. memory that like feels good. It makes you feel like you're actually, you know, accomplishing something while playing a video game, right? Doing something <laughs> incredible while playing yeah. a video game. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's so easy because you just hit the select button and it saves the whole game if you want, or at least it, oh, it did back in the day. Cool. And uh, so Every once in a while, I'll go back to view some of my earliest games and just judge my past self about how absolute trash I was when I was first <laughs> playing. Because you are bad. Like It's hard to figure out how to jump and flip and maneuver the car and hit the ball. And just watching myself way back then just flail about wildly, I'm just like, oh, how so embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm still pretty embarrassing. I never got that good. I definitely didn't put 750 hours into it. But I got to a point where like I would do a cool thing every once in a while and feel yep. feel really good about it. Uh, speaking of video games, my <laughs> next pick. <laughs> uh, my next pick is going to be another obvious one for people who listen to us. But Slay the Spire. Yeah, is, Ooh, is such a I had this. Is such a good mix of roguelike and card battling, card collecting, deck building. That's the word I'm looking for, deck building. Um, I This is one of my top 10 games of all time, probably. I never would have predicted that this game would make me obsessed like it has. But it's just, it's just somehow perfect in its versatility and the different decks, the different characters. When you like play it enough to like know the ins and outs of each enemy as well, and how you can use whatever deck you've built to try and beat them, or or being halfway through a run and getting a really good card that you weren't planning for, but being like, I think I can pivot into this and make it work, and then actually making it work is so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I had God, this on my list. So good. This is a perfect pick. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh... what, yeah, what are your guys' experience with Into the Breach? Into the Breach Slay or Slay the Spire? Slay the Spire. My bad. Okay. <laughs> There's Brian, a lot of Brian. games that are like blank the blank. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Ryan, you can go first. Everybody's heard me talk about Slay the Spire. It's your time to shine. Oh, yeah. No, so um, I was really excited when I first got my Series X. Uh, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm ready for the next gen of Xbox titles. And uh, I had Game Pass li linked into it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to graphically blow me away. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, there's a cool deck builder named Slay the Spire on Game Pass. Why don't I try that? And I don't, I'm sure I don't have to tell you or anyone listening how uh, the graphics are in Slay the Spire. Definitely not its strong not point, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither no. are the animations. But man, uh, that only makes the gameplay sing that much louder because yeah. it's the only reason you're sticking with the game. And it's like you said, it's, it's you know, that first, it, it's like any good roguelite, right? Like your first mm -hmm. run, you're just figuring everything out. Your first mm -hmm. five runs, you're just figuring everything out. And then you get into those nuances, like understanding how 
each character you select works and what their decks are like and the strengths of them and then understanding the enemies and how to approach each enemy and it's that like beautiful mix of a, a well-paced learning curve but getting to like perfection to where you're superbly good at the game is extremely difficult mm-hmm. yes um, yeah it's a great game i I've, i still play it every once in a while i um i didn't play it until it came to switch which i guess was before it came to uh other consoles like xbox and playstation but i i think i was the one that told tommy to get it and then tommy was that was that right i, I don't played think it. so okay well yeah it, it's it's just really good <laughs> it's yeah. just a really awesome game i especially love I, I love when like any game gives you multiple characters and then each character has like more than one way to play them because yep. like i don't want to be bored with just doing the same thing with each character every single time but yeah slay the spire like each character has at least like three different play styles to pick and choose from in case like like you you start off as like the silent and you're like oh dude i got this this sweet artifact that makes it so like zero cost cards do plus three more damage guess i'm going shivs and then you can just kind of build more into that or like add some poison to it and it's it's just it's just so and it's such a great feeling of like uh like getting to a shop and then like he's offering you all these cards on sale and just be like hmm oh my deck is perfect as it is fuck you merchant <laughs> and then you're just blowing through each each enemy encounter with your with your well-oiled machine that is a yeah. deck and yeah it's yeah. it's just so satisfying and all the unlockables too dude absolutely i love uh i love getting a surprising build that you weren't anticipating like uh the warrior his main focus is like building his strength up so that he does more damage with his attacks but one time i got a card that was like uh your defense how do i word it like you your shield is what you attack with and then you lose your shield like however much armor you have built up and i was like that's stupid why would i ever want to get that (laughs) and then i got another card that was like your shield doesn't disappear between rounds your armor doesn't disappear between rounds i was like oh so i can just buff up my defense every round and keep stacking and stacking and then unleash it whenever i get that card for massive damage and i just rode that all the way through to the end and i wasn't expecting that it was such a cool idea yeah yeah Sometimes you, you, you have those opportunities to adapt and uh, mm-hmm. it works out better than you'd expect. Yeah. Slay this man. man. So good. So good. Um, wait, whose pick was, was that yours, Tommy? That was mine. Okay. Um, speaking of great games, Ooh. how about cult of the lamb? Oh, or no, no, I should, ta- I should, I should have made it about roguelikes. Fuck. Uh, well, and anyway, <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, cult of the lamb. It's, you know, the roguelike, um, the combat is just like hack and slashy kind of shit. But then, and then there's the cult simulation, which like you can't see it, but I'm doing the like the, the okay, like hand symbol bullshit. But uh, <laughs> I've spent way more time on the cult management than I yep. have the combat or like anything else because it's just so great. Just feed your followers bowls of poop. Uh, <laughs> like, really they want it all... though. Some of them want it. That's true. Yeah, sometimes they do. Um, it's just it's just so cool to like. You can go on like say one one run uh, through like a boss and then gather up like a shit ton of like wood and like stone and all sorts of other shit. Maybe you find find like an extra follower, but then come right back to your cult 
and then just spending like fucking four to five hours with that and then doing like another say like 30 minute run another four or five hours with your cult and it's it's just it's just so cool just building new structures and getting new um uh not sermons but like rituals and all that other shit and then just beefing up your cult to be this like oh man it's just it's so good it's so fun it's so good i have not played cult of the lamb i haven't played it so i can't speak on it my co-host has told me all about it that's how i knew sometimes they want to eat poo like they they i know there are sometimes (laughs) like cult members who ask for it which is Mm -hmm. very odd (laughs) but uh yeah yeah, i've heard lots of good things it's great dude i uh i I remember when it came out and I, i asked tommy i was like should i buy it on my laptop or on my switch and he was like he was like laptop cult of the lap or whatever and then, <laughs> then my laptop couldn't run it so i was like no no it's on switch now the more powerful gaming device <laughs> yeah, okay. right. you always pick the more powerful one uh speaking of the nintendo switch when it Ooh. was new you know its first year when it came out yeah. it had so many good titles it had mm-hmm. you know breath of the wild i think mario odyssey was within that first year right mario kart 8 mm-hmm. deluxe but yep there was a little indie title that I fell in love with, and it was Golf Story, which Yay. is a mix of a golf game and an RPG. And it's such a, it's such an endearing little game, you know. Yes. It's um it's a really compelling RPG of you climbing the ranks of this golf world and uh, kind of uh, earning respect for your mentor and. At the same time, you you all the courses have these different layouts, and they're very fun. You know, none of them are like super real. A few of them actually are kind of realistic, but it's all this like top down kind of view, and um, it's a pretty in depth golf game in there as mm-hmm. well. And uh, it's just a really cool blend of the two with good humor, good writing, a good storyline, and it keeps you engaged the whole way through. I had such a good time with it. It was one of those titles that like I don't hear many people talk about anymore. Um, but within that first year of the Switch, it was one of my favorite titles on the on the console. You're, oh, yeah. you're, you're basically describing me. Because I did <laughs> the same thing. I, I had the Switch early, and I got Golf Story, and I was like, this is so fun. What a fun little game. I love this. Yeah, yeah, and, it is. Oh. And it's, it's like, I think Sports Story came out, or it's like they're making it sports. It came out. It came out. Was it good? No. Oh, I, um, yeah. I, I heard bad, it was... bad reviews, and also the developers were overworked, and... Uh, uh, what's the word crunched and yeah. stuff Aww. they made a they made a secret room in the files where you can go and they talk to the people and they air their grievances about management and stuff oh my gosh that's terrible yeah, real real sad goldern yeah. yeah. ain't that uh ain't that a hoot well if you want to um, remember the <laughs> better days of this uh, development yeah. company <laughs> you should play golf story yeah because uh, uh sorry go on no no go ahead um, speaking of it being on the first year of the Switch, it also had when the ball would go in the hole, it would like the HD rumble and the controller would feel oh, yeah. like the ball dropping. And I was like, oh, this is the future. This is the future <laughs> of video games. Right. I, I I was one of those people who made the mistake of buying one two Switch, but there mm. was a game in there where you would like roll you the roll Joy-Con. The ball. Yeah. 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 You'd have you to marble in a can. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to like find out how many balls were in the can or something. And I was like, what? I thought I had the same thought. I'm like, this is the future. I feel the balls in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you never said that again. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I mean, it is the future. I, uh, 
Yeah, I I need to go back and play Golf Story. I never beat it because Same. I came across a glitch that kept me from getting oh, any further. Oh, no. Um it was at some like there's this part where you're on like a golf simulator mm-hmm. and I forget what exactly happened to me, but I can't progress any further and I stopped. I was like, man, that sucks, and then other games came out. I remember mm-hmm. there being a steep curve at one point in the game. It's been years since I played it, but I do remember like having a pretty easy time cruising through the game. And then all of a sudden, you know, I want to say about seven hours in, it was like, oh, this, holy shit, like this got really hard all of a sudden. And it was out of nowhere. Weird. Yeah. Um, I remember just appreciating the differences each round of golf you played because they just had like little, little differences. Like there are birds in this one that might pick up your ball or. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what the other ones were, but there were like little unique things with each course. And I really appreciated that just to keep every round fresh. Like crabs? Crabs. Yeah. Maybe there were crabs. Was. <laughs> Wasn't there like a dinosaur land one too, like cavemen or something? I remember. I can't remember. That sounds cool. I hope yeah. there is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good times. Um, speaking of games on the Nintendo switch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about ring fit adventure. Oh, which is a mix between an exercise game and an RPG. That's cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever played it, Aaron or Ryan? No, I've I've only uh, seen like a few gameplays of it. This ah. is another one where my co-host was like, it actually makes you sweat. You should play it. Oh, and, uh, oh a thousand percent. I, um, I hate exercising. <laughs> I hate running. I hate working out. And uh <laughs> Um, oh my god! But when I play Ring Fit Adventure, <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm having fun exercising. <laughs> they did it, um, but oh more god. than it's it's like an actual full RPG. Like you guys have no idea. Um, the you get you level up and you unlock new quote unquote attacks, which are just different workouts, and they are around different colors. So like workouts with your arms are red. Workout with your abs are yellow, I want to say, or your legs are yellow and yoga poses are green. And as you start a level, you'll run through it and face enemies. And then it's turn based combat. And if you do, if the enemy is red, you have to do an arm workout to do more damage to it, Um, which seems pretty simple. But as you level up, you get stronger and stronger attacks, which are more and more difficult workouts. Mm -hmm. So it's like... (laughs) teaching you to or it's like tricking you into doing harder workouts for longer by making you fight stronger enemies like and boss there's boss fights, fights. Yeah. yeah there's boss fights too where you have nice. to do stuff and it makes you use your body in all these ways and you don't even think about working out it doesn't even feel like you're working out because you're just having fun beating enemies and stuff and you get items at the end that you can like you get different fruits and stuff that you can make into smoothies that give you stat boost <laughs> and you you actually have to squeeze when you have to squeeze the ring to make the juice <laughs> it's just so very charming. cool idea. there's there's side quests you can find people that do side quests like i got stuck on a place because i wasn't uh strong enough to like i just got too tired doing the workout so i couldn't beat the guy so i was like let me go to a pass land and i found all these people who needed help with stuff and i was like oh i can help you through the power of working out <laughs> <laughs> the power of working i can help you with this side quest by flexing yeah. my muscles yeah and and the story has like sages, you know, of of working out. Like there's people with really strong legs, and they're like, "You can't have stronger legs than me." And I was like, "Just you fucking watch, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I may be weak, but I have thick legs. <laughs> Put that motherfucker in his place, Tommy. Well done. 
Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't <laughs> believe that that it had all these RPG elements, and it just felt like I was playing a game, but they were tricking me into working out. Good job, game. Thank you, game. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, sweet thighs or whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> Project X Zone or X Zone Two. Is that? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, baby. Oh, just. Well, yeah, so it's so all the characters and stuff. It's like this big, uh, this big crossover of of Capcom and Bandai Namco Whoa. and Sega and stuff like that. So you'll see like Dante, Ryu, fucking Mega Man, Chris Redfield, a bunch of like anybody from fucking Dot Hack or Oolala from <laughs> for Oolala from the what Space Channel Five. I don't, I don't fucking know, but uh. Yeah, so so you start off, uh, you just move your fellas along a grid, of course, like strategy, typical strategy RPG fashion. Um, and once you get to an enemy, you, you'll initiate combat again, like a usual strategy RPG. But instead of like, say, Fire Emblem, where they just attack on their own and, and do it all for you, or like Shining Force, they do they do it all for you and stuff like that. Um, instead, you'll it's like on one screen, of course, you'll see the, the your characters facing the enemy, and then uh, on on the on the other screen, you'll see like different button combinations for like different moves and shit, like a fighting game. And yeah, the combat plays like a fighting game. You'll you'll just you have this small window of time to do as much damage as possible to the enemies, mm-hmm. and you'll just beat the crap out of them and juggle them and just blast the piss out of them. And uh, <laughs> by like. Any like any chance at all have either of you ever played Valkyrie Profile? No, no. Okay, well it's it's got. I've heard of like, that one though. <laughs> it's it's a little bit like that too. Like when you're when the enemy's health gets to like a certain threshold, or when you fill a certain gauge or something like that, you'll do like a a super move, and you'll just blast even more piss out of them until they're just fresh out of piss. And um, it's just it's just such a good game. Oh, and there's. Fire Emblem characters in there too. Sorry about that. Um, this is yeah, nuts. They, 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 it's, <laughs> it's awesome. I can't dude. believe I I I feel I can't believe that I didn't know that it exists, and I can't believe that like I can't believe it exists. <laughs> it's awesome, dude. There's it a rules. sequel. There's a sequel. It has Kiryu <laughs> Aaron, from did you the know Yakuza games in it. Yeah, I never played the first one. Uh, X Zone Two was the one I played. Yeah, yeah. Does Phoenix Wright fight people. Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix Wright is also in. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom three and, and yeah you, you can play oh. as uh, Phoenix Wright and he'll just be like objection then he'll throw like his briefcase and shit <laughs> oh that's excellent classic um, Phoenix Wright Why yeah dude it's more I don't know um I'll read about it more but that'd be cool if they did like you don't you don't use the touch screen for anything like you might as well make a three for like Switch or like everything else um I'm reading from Wikipedia which we haven't actually done in a while. Um, oh yeah let's hear it let's hear it Hideki Kamiya Kamiya of Platinum Games he stated he was approached about having Sega character Bayonetta included in this game to which he refused as he wanted Bayonetta and Dante from Devil May Cry to meet quote unquote on his own terms <laughs> <laughs> only when I say they get to meet right. that's a crossover I get to do Project <laughs> X Zone um, oh but if, yeah. if they're if there was a third one, he said he would love to include it. But yeah, what a wild game. No, it sounds crazy. It's awesome, and dude. The amount of characters, too, is pretty incredible. If uh, if you can get your hands on a 3DS and or a copy of this game, I'd highly recommend it. It's great. Yeah, you can't just download it from the eShop anymore. I mean, you, again, you could 
you can emulate it, but don't tell anybody that we said that, or that I said that. Yeah. Yeah. We won't. It was we Ryan. Won't. Ryan said it. Speaking of games you can emulate, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have you guys ever heard of Typing of the Dead? Yes. I have heard of it. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's a good mixed genre game. That really is, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how to word one of the genres. I guess it's just like uh like words per minute trainer meets a first person shooter uh, and meets like a zombie game. Um, but man, this is one of uh, uh, the, the first, this is like a mixed genre game. It came with its very own peripheral, right? Like you, the dreamcast came with a keyboard peripheral to play typing of the dead. And um, this is another one where like, it's just a bonkers mix of things that people decide they want to throw into a game and somehow make it work. And there's nothing like comparable to the amount of pressure you feel like when you're like, I'm not a good typist, right? I never uh, learned how to type. I, I type quickly, but I never learned like, you know, the ASDF Same. and mm-hmm. you know, the way I, I learned from hunting years of hunting and pecking and perfecting I'm, that. I'm not going to let the elite tell me how to type. Oh, 100%, <laughs> dude, I am with you. I am with you. And um, I've become pretty proficient at typing. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you have to, deal with like, zombies approaching you as you're doing this and like they're getting closer and closer and then there's three of them and they all have different words over their heads it's like oh my god that's a lot of stress dude and uh it kind of is more anxious build like anxiety yeah. building yeah. than the actual first person shooter game because it's easy to point and shoot it's not easy to type under pressure and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a good experience. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And if you do emulate it on a computer, which I'm not telling you you should do, you already have the keyboard. You already have oh, That's the true. You're right. I do already have the keyboard. Yeah. Um, I want you guys to know, I Googled it, uh, and apparently it was in arcades in Japan. And if you look it up, they just had two keyboards set up on the arcade cabinet. Oh, sweet. So you could do two-player typing of the dead. Yeah. That Just would be a tough thing to communicate. There. Like who has which, like if you're both typing the same, you know, the, the same kill word, right. Or yeah. kill phrase. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess like whoever types faster gets it first, but then you're wasting time if there's multiple enemies and you're both choosing yeah. the same one to type. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which would, I am presume would add to the stress. I, yeah. uh, I checked in with our good friend, Wikipedia about typing of the dead and uh it's cool that it came to ios like they should bring it to uh what? oh yeah what? it was in ios in 2012 2012 uh, cool. yeah <laughs> didn't exist back then <laughs> it'd be cool if they brought them to uh well no i guess i don't know how that would work with modern phones because like the keyboard takes up like the whole fucking screen unless you had like a slide out keyboard so never I miss mind slide out keyboards those were the days dude Mm-hmm. It's there's nothing too when like a zombie or some monstrosity is coming at you and the word to type is like daffodil <laughs> <laughs> like, shake hands you know yeah <laughs> like, no, such no, a great I, idea i don't want I to shake hands we should we should do like a mod for typing of the dead where like all the typing is done in t9 word that's that's hard mode right there oh i love t9 <laughs> that's how i typed on my playstation 3 Oh, that's right. It this... was faster. I will oh, always man. maintain that it was faster. Ooh, if you could do it faster, good on you. Yeah, because because it's it's only nine squares that you have to move across True. instead of an entire keyboard of squares. I, I could see that being faster okay. on the console. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
this guy, he's going off about T9 again every episode. <laughs> Tommy's like, he's got his, he's doing the uh, the WWE like call out thing to the elite typists out there. Like, fuck you, T9 was T9. faster. I'm coming for you, ASDF QWERTY folks. Yeah, you bring your QWERTY and I'm bringing my T9. No holds barred. Oh, man. Oh, we should we should take an ad break. We should take an ad break. That sounds delightful. That sounds de- daffa delightful. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> be right back. Super Pod Saga is brought to you today by our superstar patrons, a novel console, Jared, Jameson, and Adam. You're all as attractive and awesome as you are generous and gracious. Your support means the world to Tommy and I, and of course, you're all number one. And we'll continue to pray to your names every single morning, noon, and night. Thank you all. We love you. Hey, superstars. Are you a coffee addict looking for your next big caffeine fix? Or are you just tired of all the normal boring coffee options out there now? Well, you need to check out Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee has lots of different varieties of coffee flavors. They've got things like red velvet, cookies and cream, s'mores. They've got one that's called Jamaican Me Crazy that's really good. It's like caramel vanilla rum kind of thing. But they also have just your usual, you know, salted caramel and French vanilla and all that stuff. They even have decaf and what's called high voltage, which is just extra strength. And they've also got espresso. They've got all sorts of cool stuff. Plus, if you use coupon code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout, you'll get 20% off of your order. And again, that's SUPERPODSAGA at checkout to get 20% off. You can also follow the link in our episode description. And yeah, why not? Use that one-time coupon code. Like I said, 20% off. It's great. Set over to BonesCoffee.com. Get yourself some coffee, some you know cool gear like mugs or French press kits, stuff like that. Check it out. Okay, bye. It's really important to stay hydrated. They say to drink 8 to 10 cups of water per day to stay properly hydrated, but sometimes that can be difficult to do and completely inconvenient, and most of us don't feel like carrying a gallon of water with us at all times. That's where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, You get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out or on long flights. Man, in Iowa, the summers can be brutal. 90 degrees and tons of humidity, that just saps the energy and and water right out of your system within just a few minutes. Luckily, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's very important to replace those electrolytes, you know? And uh, I, I just love how quick and easy it is to use Liquid IV. You just get one packet and a bottle of water and you just pour that packet into the bottle of water, shake the heck out of it, and bam, you are good to go. Since using Liquid IV, I felt way more alert, active, and just plain better versus drinking water alone. Uh, my favorite flavors to go to are the Yuzu Pineapple Energy Multiplier, and the uh, Tropical Punch Hydration Multiplier. I can't get enough of those ones. 
And what makes them even better is, like I mentioned earlier, they're packed with five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And it, again, yeah, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. And they're non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, which is just great. So uh, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code SUPERPODSAGA, S-U-P-E-R-P-O-D-S-A-G-A at liquidiv.com. You have a great one, superstars. Hey listeners at home, have you ever had ants in your house or apartment or living area? I am an ant. Okay, that's mm. not going to be good for this ad. Have you ever had ants? <laughs> yes. I, live, or, I live in Florida. Or fruit yes. flies? Okay, um, well, guess what? We are partnering with Militarized Ants, the newest company which arms and trains other ants to go into your home and destroy the ants that are currently in them. Um these ants receive the best training you could possibly imagine from other ants with guns and you don't have to worry about um any (laughs) if if, uh they do too much damage with like the artillery shells and all that stuff don't worry because they also have construction ants which are trained to come in there and replace all the damage that they do oh It's, it's an evolving community of ants to get rid of the ants that are that are um destroying your home and eating your food that sounds great. Uh, do they do that for other bugs, or is it just ants? Oh, no, yeah. The, the, there's fruit fly paratroopers as well. Yes. Where do I sign up? The internet. <laughs> I'm well, there. What's, what's the website, Tommy? Uh, militarizedants.com. <laughs> oh, God, I almost <laughs> want to type it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, you'll find the, the page of Militarized Ants, the totally real company that is sponsoring this episode. How uh how do they how do they source their ants and, and other bugs? Do they how, how Tommy how? So the the ant government sends funding to um... <laughs> the sovereign nation of ants. Yes, they send yeah. it to sovereign nations in order to uh, their negotiations dem- to achieve queen. democracy. <laughs> but after the war is over, these ants. <laughs> The war is never over for the ants. War is never <laughs> over. They form oh, private military groups. And militarized <laughs> ants purchases the services of these militarized these private military groups. I'm sweating, dude. This is <laughs> I've played enough sim ant to know that war never ends. Oh yes. shit. Oh man. Thanks, uh, militarized ants. Reach out to militarizedants.com. These ants are marching one by one to clear your home from evil ants. Hurrah. Hurrah. Back. We're back. We're back from our ad break. Yes, we are. Oh, it's my turn. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, have you guys, <laughs> uh, speaking of defending your home, have you heard of a game called Dungeon Defenders? Yeah. Cool. No. Uh, I had it on PlayStation 3. Um, it's it's a tower defense mixed with third-person wizarding, I guess I would call it. It's not quite a third-person shooter, but um, essentially you're, you're in a, a dungeon, 
and you have a set amount of time to set your tower defenses up and you you can set your your towers wherever you want and then the goblins start coming in or whatever enemies start coming in and during that time you're free to run around and attack on your own but you can also set up barriers set up other towers you can repair your stuff that's getting damaged and it's such a fun mix of like it's it's multiplayer too so you can have up to four people running around trying to like shore up defenses in other areas and and trying to take out enemies yourself communicating with people um it was really fun back in the ps3 days just playing with friends because that split screen too and uh yeah it just takes the best of both worlds because tower defense is fun like having the the tons of enemies coming in and your towers just beating them but also being in the midst of it in third person and, and seeing all the action happening and taking part in it awesome <laughs> sorry we're typing about ants <laughs> <laughs> no aunts <laughs> no i uh i i played um a little bit of of that on uh the 360 and wasn't it like each character has their own different spells mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. too and yep yeah that was fun they they made great idea i think they're on the third game now aren't they they're on the third or fourth and they apparently keep getting worse with each one nice games like this i don't know i you know i probably have heard of it or seen it but like it's one of those things where there's a difficult task ahead of game developers when they name their games. And if you name your game yeah. Dungeon Defenders, yeah. it's kind of like, um, I might have even played this game and I don't remember it. <laughs> right. You know, it's 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 definitely a PS3 era PS3 game. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it, but it sounds good. Speaking of ants, uh, what about <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, I couldn't pick a good one for this, but uh, the 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 fuck sorry any castlevania game that was uh i guess directed by koji igarashi so like uh the igarashi i guess you would say yes sir so like castlevania symphony of the night aria of sorrow all those um but fuck it i'm just gonna go with symphony of the night yeah just your uh platforming rpg basically because you jump on Mm. top of stuff Mm -hmm. uh 2d of course there's only only two dimensions up in this bitch Mm-hmm. and you kill enemies get xp level up leveling up increases your stats but you also like um enemy enemies will drop gear and items that you can use to restore your health or mp you find different spells that you can learn you can buy more gear uh you, you also like there's little secret areas that you can find that'll give you also uh, new armor or shields or weapons and stuff like that but if you have, if you have did he do going. Portrait of Ruin? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really like Portrait of Ruin. Oh, you mean every selfie I take of myself? Damn. Yeah, he did um all three on the DS. There was uh that and um holy shit. Order of Ecclesia. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I don't know, but yeah, they're all good. Um yeah, if you have I know Symphony of the Night is on uh you can play it on Xbox Series X. It's backwards compatible from the 360. And nice. there's the the three on the uh, Advanced Collection that are really good, oh, yeah. especially Aria of Sorrow. No, Circle of the Moon is also good, too. I like that one. That one has cards. I should have said that. <gasps> Fuck. Cards. Um, but yeah, they're all, they're all good. Limited Run is coming out with the Advanced Collection, and it has additionally added... Um, they're coming out with a physical version of it with uh, Dracula mm. X thrown on there, too. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. That used to be called Dracula Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> take that, Elon. I think. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it, it's 
they're they're so good. I I've played Symphony of the Night like five times. Uh, the other ones I've played like maybe like one or tw- once or twice through. But uh, they're they're so so fun, especially if you love just exploring, and because like there's no, unlike um, say like Metroid or like other. I guess Metroidvanias where you're like supposed to go he to this place. He said the thing. He said yeah. it. <laughs> Those ones have you go from like you have to go you have to go to this place to get this item so you can go to this place and shit like that. But like the Castlevanias, it's just like you can go in any which fucking direction you want to mm-hmm. and uh get this power up to go wherever else and discover all this shit. It's just it's great. They're good. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, you kinda can't go wrong with a Castlevania game. They're just they're a lot of fun. Oh, it's yeah. been a while yeah. since I played one, but um, man, do they have You're a DS collection? Know. They need a DS collection. They do. You don't need the fucking touch screen for like anything. I don't think like they should just port them to like yeah. one screen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of one screen, here's a game you could play on one. <laughs> this guy's better than us at this. God damn! It. I don't think I am. <laughs> man, I really like. I know I only. I have a lot of games here, um, so I am kind of want to pick and choose carefully based off of what I think are cooler games or cooler mixes of genres. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with one that's kind of timely. It's uh, having a moment right now, and that would be the Pikmin series. Ooh, uh, that's which, a great pick. That makes yeah, sense. they're a mix of dungeon crawling, puzzle, like RTS, uh, adventure. Yeah. They're really like it's there's such an amalgamation of different genres. Um, it's not really easy to pigeonhole them into one at all, but I played the first Pikmin on GameCube and had, had a great time with it. Um, Tommy I did not recently, recently uh, played the Pikmin waiting. four demo too. I don't, I did not buy the game, but I, I'm like close to buying it. And, um, yeah, I love the Pikmin games. I think they do a, a good job of forming almost their own genre of game, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it does mix in those elements of RTS because you kind of have to pick which Pikmin you're going to attack with based off of what the enemy is and how they'll react to it. And then it's also the dungeon crawling, especially in Pikmin 4. They have this whole section, like underground sections. I think this started in Pikmin 2. Um where you go underground and you kind of have to, there are enemies down there. There's also like more resources to farm and things like that, which is also another genre that could be added to the list here. Um, but everything is, is puzzly too. You have to pick how you approach, how you get to the next point, right? Everything in the environment is a puzzle to solve. Uh, and then, yeah, it's an adventure title as well, because ultimately you want to repair your ship and get off the planet. But um Man, it's such a cool mix, such a cool series of games. And uh, Tommy, you did not play the first Pikmin? No, I'm still waiting. Um, Aaron said that I could borrow it when we were in sixth grade, and he still hasn't <laughs> done that, so I'm still waiting on that. Wow, it's in the mail, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he, he could have just got, handed it to me. <laughs> it got lost by USPS. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> did you guys did you guys played Pikmin, though? You got experience I've never played it. Pikmin? I've no? <laughs> I mean, obviously I, not the I first did. one, but you know, maybe some I, of the I, later titles. I played it. I haven't played any of the other ones because I'm, I'm, I'm. I keep telling myself I'm going to beat the first Pikmin before I play any of the other ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the first one, the first one's cool. I would urge you both to. The Pikmin demo Me. is available on Switch right now, and it's a good few hours of gameplay. And if you a few do hours, decide, holy cow! Yeah, and if you decide to um to actually buy the game your save carries over 
So it's not like wasted progress. And I, I would definitely cool. urge you to check it out. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a good taste of Pikmin four. And um, I'm probably going to buy the game when it goes on sale a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. I've definitely been interested for a long time. I <laughs> A very long time. Stop it. Yes, <laughs> since sixth grade, one could say. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, speaking of games that I played when I was younger, um, how, how much, what time are we at? Do we have time for one more or two more? I need to decide. Uh, I have one I have one left. Then we're going to do one more. Um, I want to talk about the ultimate crossover genre video game, the most crossover-ish game that has ever existed, Spore. What? Spore. Well, yeah, but like, how does it the ultimate crossover? What? I meant gen- genres, crossover of genres. Oh, 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 okay, okay, I, okay, okay. I worded it wrong. I'm sorry. Okay, you're, um, oh, you're good. But uh, Spore, it's a <laughs> it's a video game where it has five stages in uh, in one game. I guess uh, the first is the cell stage, which is like a a top down. Uh, just kind of exploring an eating simulator where you're just a little one-celled creature and you go around either eating other creatures or eating plants and trying to swim away from other creatures. Um, One of the coolest things it does in this stage is in the background, you see massive giant creatures that are far bigger than you are and they don't even like acknowledge you because you're so small. But as you eat and grow bigger, they like come into the foreground as you become their size and eventually you grow bigger than them and you can eat them. It's so cool. It does um, sound cool. And then yes. the the creature stage, you you go onto land now, and that's like a, a third person exploration game, I guess. You, you kind of have to find other creatures of your species, and and you hunt and gather meat and breed to make more of you, and it's just kind of growing in that way. I, I, it's almost like a like a. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I want to call that one. Um, but then there's the tribal stage, which is just a straight-up RTS. Um, nice. It's a, it's a top-down view, and, and everyone else has tribes, so it's you have to like make all your different buildings that do different things that create food and stuff, and then you have to go and battle other tribes in typical RTS stylings. Um, and then once you're big enough, it goes to the civilization stage, which plays like civilization it's it's turn-based now and you can do politics and you got to go collect resources and create vehicles and stuff and then it culminates in the space stage which is a it's a space game you you go to other galaxies you go to other solar systems and you can populate those and then you create spaceships and you can even like help or hinder other alien species it's just ridiculous how much game there is how many different genres there are and and to go from a single-celled organism all the way to traveling space and conquering the galaxy is nuts that that's fuck i didn't realize there was that much to spore i thought it was just like you make goofy wonky like penis creatures that's and the then... fun part <laughs> exactly okay. i thought it was like an evolution sim and that's about as far as it went i didn't realize there was like rts involved and everything oh yeah else. yeah and some cool. of them you can basically play the gal the space stage forever like there's there's tons and tons let's see there's around five hundred thousand planets so you can never really be done with that but yeah it's it's really cool i need i should play that again these had like their moment in the sun too you know there were sequels and like little like ports that weren't the original game and stuff and i literally have never touched a spore game but they definitely were popular for a time yeah there was even a ds version speaking of curious george uh 
another stretch, but have either of you ever played Rune Factory? <laughs> I watched a trailer of it. I okay. Not. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, Rune Factory, like the only one I've ever played is 4, but uh, they're essentially spin-offs of the Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons fucking series. It's uh, like a more <laughs> fantasy version of it. Um, so it's, it's a, of course, farming sim, but it's also like a dating sim. Ooh. Virtual, not virtual novel, sorry, visual novel, uh, dungeon crawler, fucking city management, all sorts of shit. But um, in Rune Factory 4, anyway, you're uh, this amnesiac dude, go fucking figure. And uh, you wake up, ooh, my head hurts, I don't remember anything. But then everybody's like, <laughs> oh, you're this dude, you're this prince, you're supposed to save us. And of course, your main, your main doofus character, he's like, oh yeah, yep, that's me. Um, and yeah, you plant a... A garden, and you <laughs> you help the town by gathering materials, and you farm stuff. And do you it'll... like this game, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I do. But like it's... you're exhausted by this. <laughs> I do, but it's exhausting, dude. Far, I like I like farming sims and like cozy games like that. But god damn it, are they demanding? Like it's if I miss a day of playing them, I, I get I. I get real itchy, like, dude, I need to oh, milk those cows. <laughs> I need <laughs> to chop down those fucking trees. But um, the dungeon crawling is is awesome because, like, for one, the music is great. Uh, the second, like, it's, like, action-based combat. You're just running through, hacking and slashing, and you learn different spells, and you can um, craft different kinds of weapons and shit. Uh, and it's got one of those, like, progression systems where, like, shit levels up as you use it. So, like, you're hammer proficiency will go up the more you use hammers your sword proficiency will go up the more you use swords and uh it's just it's it's really cool uh i mean i'm exhausted by them but they're good um i think four and five are on uh current systems and then three they're doing a remake of soon nice heck yeah If I yeah. ever want to be exasperated by yeah. a game, I'll play some Rune Factory. For sure. Out of out of breath, just from sitting there. Uh, like. I gotta plant some seeds. These fucking trees won't cut themselves, man. I gotta milk these cows. Uh, oh, man. Ooh, shit! I gotta weaponize these ants. Yeah, for real, they're little purse dogs, dude. Uh. So um, I guess I, this is it. I have to pick one more. It. I have a few left. So it's... can I can I pick one and then like give a few honorable mentions? Is that of acceptable? Course. All yeah. right, sweet. Yeah, it's so your I'll show speak, now. Speaking of Rune Factory and other games people have never heard of, <laughs> just something that's <laughs> happened to me a lot on this episode. Um, the game I want to pick is a game called Elibits. Have you guys heard of Elibits? I've heard of Elibits. I need to. Is, Elibits? That a, is that a Wii game? It is a Nintendo Wii game. Yes. Oh my gosh, I had forgotten about this. So it's a mix of hide and seek and like a first person shooter. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So you find these cute little creatures called elibids and then you shoot them in the face after you find nice. them. Nice. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You don't really. I oh. mean, you kind of for effect effectively you do. But it's not story-wise, that's not what it is. So basically, um, in this world that the game takes place, Elibits control uh, electricity. So how everything in your home or gets gets power is through Elibits. So it, basically, the Elibits have escaped. So you start in a room. It's like your, your, your room, right? And everything's off. The lights are off. The TV's off. And the Elibits are hiding somewhere in this room. So you use the Wiimote 
to like move furniture and open drawers and move stuff around. And like, you could actually um, manipulate the Wiimote and nunchuck to like peek. So you kind of get on your tippy toes or like peek around. And when you find these Eller bits, you have to then like first person shooter kind of shoot them. Um, and it adds to the total, which then powers up the things in the room you're in, right? So you have to find all the elements that have run amok in the current room through this hide and seek kind of mechanic. And then once you find them, you shoot them to add them to the uh, like electric power of the room to power up all the machinery of the room you're in. And it's a really like neat idea, um, really cool uh, combination of, of two genres that you, I mean, first person shooters, right? They're everywhere, but like how many hide and seek games are there like at all? Yeah. So it, it's a neat mix of those two genres. And I think it pulls it off really well. It's an endearing game, really cool art style, uh, interesting story, unique story. And it's fun to play. It's a lot of fun to play. That what does sound pick. really cool. Okay, um, thanks. Uh, according to Wikipedia in the PAL territories, it, yes. was, called, it was called LEDs. They were, yeah, which makes Elibis, way more LEDs. sense, right? Yeah, right? I was like, oh, that's a good name. And it's not it's not LEDs. Like, it's spelled out. It's like E L L E E D E E S. Yeah. Right? Man, it's like LEDs. I, yeah. I can't believe that you. I hadn't thought about this game in like a decade and a half. But you played it? No, I've never played it. But oh. I remember it. I read about it in Nintendo Power Magazine. Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, part of uh, like the Weehaw series. Uh, I did a lot of research to find <sighs> out what games are worth getting. And this came up a lot as a hidden gem on the system. And it's super cheap. So if, you know, obviously you could emulate the game. <laughs> but if you don't want to do that, if you have a Wii lying around or your grandparents do, then you can actually uh, purchase the game really cheap. It's like five bucks. You could find Elibit's complete cool box deal. for like $5. And it's it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, it's definitely worth it, worth your time if you have the means to play it. That's fantastic. Um, According so, to... Uh... According to our good friend Wikipedia, there's even a, a sequel on the what? DS, and it looks kind of interesting. Shut What's up. What's the sequel it's, called? Uh, so it's Elibits, The Adventures of Kai and Zero. And instead of being like first person, though, it's like a oh, top-down no. perspective. But it, it looks it like looks... Pokemon Rangers. Ew. So my honorable mentions, guys. Can I, can I get into this? Yeah, do dude. it. All right, real quick. I'll go through them quickly. Um, one of the honorable mentions is Super Hot, which is a mix of like oh, and first-person yes. shooter. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the way things only move when you do, it, it's very puzzly for mm -hmm. uh, that sort of game. And if you've played it in VR, you know what's up. That game is awesome in VR. Yeah. Um, and then Metroid Prime, which is first-person shooter yep. slash Metroidvania slash platformer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, I also wanted mm -hmm. to shout out Turok, which was like a first-person shooter mm -hmm. slash platformer. Scary before it was good like before you could actually make those things to oh work together well brief pause um, um i played that when i was a kid like up until there were dinosaurs because it was scary and oh, yeah. uh i remember it was either a hint in the game or i read it on the nintendo power they're like jumping is hard it might help to look down at your feet when you make jumps yes like that's exactly what i told you to do instead of looking where you're going just look at where your feet are so you know when to jump yeah and it was inverted too which is horrible Nightmare. to deal with it's tough to go back to i'll tell you that much you have to switch the controls for sure um and then the last one i want to mention is the first game i remember being like all-encompassing in so many genres and that's gta 3 grand theft auto 3 
Oh, that's that's, uh, that's cheating. Why is that cheating? <laughs> it was like the first one to do this, though. It's open world. It's He's a right. driving sim. It's a third person action uh, with a cinematic story. Like, yeah. He's right. Okay. It's allowed. Have to okay. shout it shout it out. <laughs> Judge Tommy, you, shout out. If you Judge can Brad say, said so, so we gotta allow it. We had if you can say that Fallout Three is a uh, uh, what was it a re reimagining or whatever, then he can say that GTA Three is a uh, a mix of genres. Okay, okay, we'll allow it. Sorry, hey, we'll allow yes. it. Yes, <laughs> there's even like RC cars in uh, GTA Three, right? Isn't there like an RC level where you use like a radio controlled car? I had a GameCube, so I don't know. Oh yeah, there, there's well, I guess I don't, I don't know about three, but I know there's a bunch like that in San Andreas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's mm. my that's the games I brought to the table. Nice. Those, those are good games that you brought to the table. We we really feasted today. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Mm, my belly is full. Pat, pat, um, pat. If uh, <laughs> if people want to hear more from you, Ryan, where can they find you and the List Off podcast again? Uh, so if you just happen to buy a sausage McMuffin, I'll be there. <laughs> like, as soon as that, <laughs> as soon as that ra- a rapper starts That's uncrinkling, right. he's just like running up the hill. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> Can I get a bite of that? <laughs> you may have heard me on the Super Pod Saga. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can uh, find us on social medias. We are List Off Podcast on Instagram and List Off underscore podcast on Twitter. Mm. Um, we have a Discord. We have a podcast that's available everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, come hang out with us. Give us a listen, and um, I hope you have a good time. I wish I could guarantee you have a good time, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't guarantee you anything <laughs> nowadays. So um, I hope you do, though. Yeah. Yeah. And You're right. I was gonna say their their server is pretty fun too, where they have like the snap tournaments and the uh, the complaint corner. That's like my favorite yeah. place to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's got complaints about the world, right? Yeah, really? lots of Lego stuff on there. There's we do like Lego stuff. We do <gasps> um, movies, like all nerdy nerdy stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Aaron, if if people do want guaranteed good times for the with following the Superpod saga, where can they find us? Uh, if you do need to let the good times roll, you can, uh, head on over to superpodsaga.com and, um, all of our other episodes, our blog, <clears throat> sorry, our social medias. If you want to follow it, we'll, we'll say, we'll say Twitter. It's, it's Twitter still Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Join our server, um, page with money. Um, mm-hmm. if you like the show, be a patron, uh, superpodsaga.com. Yeah, and before I forget, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for being here. Before I forget, thank you guys for having me. This has been a lot of fun, man. Um, yeah, lots of games. This I was saying uh, to Tommy that like this is the first time uh, I've been on a podcast. I, I think this is the most blanks I've ever drawn on a podcast <laughs> where it's like, have you heard of this game? <laughs> That's what no. we... <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> but, uh, but it's good. It's good. More games yeah. out there to play, right? Yeah, exactly. I never, open- I never would have predicted we would have talked about Elibits on this show. I was going to say that too. <laughs> Today's that day. You guys Today's talked about day. Deadly Creatures a few episodes ago, yes. and I was like, somebody else remembers this game. <laughs> what a game. Um, speaking of games, what are we going to talk about in the next episode that Ryan won't be a part of? Uh, I think it'd be fun to talk about our, our whole like complete uh, history uh, of gaming, just from like start to where we are now. Like I thought that'd be kind of fun. Okay, I like that. Well, 
Like it's like I've an, gone through. I've gone through changes. Me too. I'm always going through changes. I'm you a grown boy. I've, I've matured. I'm a man now. Oh, you you guys are going to hear how I've changed as a person through video <laughs> games. <laughs> oh, man. So look forward to that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for being here. Thank you, Aaron, for everything you do. Thank you, listeners. You're all beautiful, and we love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.